0: We are free moral agents, people of choice. And when it comes to choosing, it's amazing uh, when I consider my past, some of the reasons I did certain things that that I did. And because Ecclesiastes tells us that there is nothing new under the sun, folk are still probably doing some of the same things that I did. Uh, But anyway, in in reference to my past, I I remember that um, I would choose things I choose to do things because of popularity. It was what everybody was doing. So I decided to become a part. And and I was foolish because some some things I I did, I didn't even know um, the purpose of it. I just knew everybody was doing it, so well they doing it. I'm just gonna join in. Yeah. Didn't know the purpose. Yeah. It's just like I, I asked um, a young man one day. I said, um, "I said, why are you show your drawers like that?" Because <laughs> he had his pants, you know. Hanging down, why you show your drawers like that? I just asked him just like that. Why you show your drawers? He said, What are you talking about, drawers? Uh, Underwear. Why you show your underwear like that? Because he was younger. Back in the day, we used to call them drawers. (laughs) Yeah? And he said, "Uh, It's just a style. I said, A style. You think showing your underwear is stylish? I man, have you ever just looked at yourself in the mirror and you showing your underwear and you call that stylish? And and I said, that's the only reason? Yeah, it's just it's just it's just stylish. And and then as as I go back to my past. I used to try to act out what I saw on television. I mean, Shaft, Superfly. If they had on a particular thing, you know what? Acting out what I saw on, on television. Didn't didn't have a clue about the person I was imitating. Didn't know the person, period. But because I liked the character that the person played on television, I chose to try to talk like, dress like, and so forth. And I believe that still exists. I got to find out if I'm by myself. How many of you used to act out what you saw on television? Try to be like a particular person. Now, I don't do that no more, but how many of you, you do it? You gonna put your hand up like... <laughs> it, it's some folk in here, you still do that. Yeah, you do. You still do it. I know you still do it now because you're real quiet. <laughs> the, then some some things, you know, I chose to do because I was hanging with uh, a group of folk, and that's what that's what they did. I never forget my first bill. I get a little, little bitty miller. I think it was a seven ounce. I can't even remember, I can't remember what it was. But I never forget this this guy had stole two millers out of his out of his parents' refrigerator and bought them to what we used to call the creek. He brought the hill today. He know what I'm talking about when the creek. So we went down to the creek. Two millers now. And uh, I couldn't stand the taste. Couldn't stand the taste. of just spit it out. But he kept drinking. That's said well he gonna keep drinking it. I'm gonna drink some more. And just drunk it cause that was my partner. That's what we called each other back then. So we he drunk and I and from now we went to Wine, liquor, and everything else. And then it got to be, it wasn't about how it tasted, because it tasted awful, but we got high. And enjoyed getting high. Yeah. Only thing is that uh, when it comes to some folks, when they choose something it starts controlling their life and the very person that I drank that first bill with you know how he died alcohol <laughs> ate up his liver ate his liver completely up we were partners drinking together but when I, I decided as a man I'm finna I got to let this go. I'm going to get saved. He didn't let it go. He just kept drinking until eventually it killed him. Started out just being curious about it, but it ended up killing, killing him. Thank God he had grace on me. You know? But most of all, thank God I made the choice. Because God is no respecter person. No doubt he had the choice. Because I told him, I said, man, I'm finna change my life. I said, I can't keep doing this. He said, well, man, I ain't ready for that yet. And again, it killed him. And you have a lot of folks that they, they just do things because of who they hang with. They just do it because of who they hang with. You ever been there? You really, you really didn't want to do it, but because everybody else would do it, you didn't want to be called no punk. So you just, you just went along with it. How many have ever been there? Show of hands. And sometimes you, you'll, you, you'll choose to do something because of how connected you are to somebody. It's more than you just being partner. You're just connected to that person. And so if the person chooses to do it, you will choose to do it. It's just like in the scripture. It was a man by the name of Ananias. He just decided he going to rob God. He told Peter, he said, look, Peter, I'm going to go and sell such and such, and and whatever I get, I'm gonna give it to the church. And so he went and sold it, but it, but he but he must have got more more for it than he expected, or something, something happened. But he got to looking at the money, or looking at the profit. And you know, when you look at money or, or get tight with money, you. And start loving it. You'll lie about it. And that's what he did. And, and what, But what he did. Before he lied to Peter. He told his wife. That look. I'm going to keep some of this money. So. I need you to back me up. I'm going to tell Peter. Such and such. And so when he asks you. You tell him such and such too. She was so close to that man to where she said, okay, honey, honeybee. I'm paraphrasing. So he went and told Peter, went to Peter, said, hey, here go the money. And Peter said, is this all of it? And, and the man just lied. Yeah. And he fell dead. Because, see, he didn't lie. He wasn't lying to a man. He was lying to the Holy Ghost. He told God he was going to do something. See, the Bible says it's better not to vow than to vow and not do it. And so he fell dead and folk just picked him up and took him out from the presence of Peter. Not long after, his wife came in and... So Peter decided to just ask her, hey, did you and your husband do such and such, such and such? She said, yeah. And Peter just asked, her, how, how, how in the world you don't agree with your husband to lie to God? And then Peter told her before she even fell dead, the same ones that carried out your husband getting ready to carry you out too. And at his word, she fell dead. Yeah. And it's some folks that that they stick with people to the point to where they are are willing to die doing the wrong thing for that person. It's just like sometimes I hear about uh, people doing certain things and, and if I know the people I'll be like man how in the world that's, that's a good person right there how in the world she get hooked up with so and so doing dumb stuff like that I, I can see so and so doing it cause that's dumb stuff that she do that's a carrot oh come on now you know some folk you be like oh yeah that's That don't surprise me about her. But then you be like, she did it too? Oh, man, I can't believe she did that too. But see, the Bible says bad company corrupts good habits. You can't hang with everybody. If you hang with mess sooner sooner or later you're gonna become mess. Y'all listening to me? And and see, as saints of God, we have to take heed to what Paul is saying in the text. We can't be unwise. No, no, we, we got to be smart when it comes to, to our dealings in life. We got to be smart when it comes to our choices. You just just don't choose it because it's popular. You don't just choose it because somebody unconvinced you is the right thing. No, as a child of God. Your choices should be based upon the word. Who you hang with should be based upon the word. I don't hang with everybody I came up with, even though we were close. I I, I knew I had to sever some relationships. I don't hang with everybody uh, that's a quote unquote pastor, a church person. You can't hang with everybody. You can't just well she say that's really not look she say behind her a carrot does this woman talk how this brother act he may say he say behind the world do he act where do he like to hang out is he negative is he positive what type person is he I got to go on but tell somebody you can't hang with everybody And see, it's gonna be your choice. Let's go back to the text, y'all. Y'all looking at me. I'm finna work this text, so y'all just hang with me. It ain't but a verse, so it ain't gonna take a whole. It ain't gonna take all day, but just hold on. So he told the church the first first clause. Therefore, do not be unwise. Say real quick to somebody. Don't be stupid. Don't stupid. Don't Don't be foolish. You can't be, you can't be unwise. You cannot be unwise. If they talking about, they going to, to get a little drink. Bye. You don't want no ride? Right? No, I won't. Y'all finna do such and such? Yeah. Man, you know we ain't got no business doing that. Come on, man. Quit talking that and just come on. No. Uh Uh-uh. We ain't got no business doing it, and I ain't hanging with you. If you know she in the church, but she messy, don't hang with her. Don't fool with her. Be cordial, be nice, but do not hang with a brother or sister that's messy. I try to treat everybody right, but if you're messy, I ain't going to deal with you. If your name is always associated with mess, and I keep hanging with you, That means I'm being stupid. If brother ain't work for me, but if he keep being lazy and I'm steady paying him, I'm being stupid. That's unwise. If Mr. Jackson keep borrowing money from me and don't they pay me back and I keep giving him money, I'm being unwise. If my son or my daughter never wants anything to do with me until they get in trouble. And I help them every single time I'm being unwise. You don't have to have a college degree to know whether you're being wise or unwise. You don't even need a high school education. All you need is sense, and God made sure he gave you some sense. Say, you know, we can't be unwise. Especially when when we are getting the word of God. And notice Paul was talking to the church. He was telling the church, you can't be unwise. You can't be unwise. You got got to know what's taking place. How many understanding? Woo! Lord, have mercy. Because when you're being unwise, it says about you that you, you're doing some foolish stuff, even though you're in the church. Right? right. I got to show you a couple of things. Lord, have mercy. Y'all still love me? Yes. Good, Isaiah 32. Show me your love by going to Isaiah 32 with me. first book of the major prophets Isaiah 32 verse 6 for the foolish person will speak help me and his heart will work to practice to utter against who to keep the hungry, and he will cause, help me. Ain't that something? And this is talking about a foolish person. If I'm not wise, I'm, I'm foolish. Foolish person going to speak what? Foolishness. You can't hang with nobody like that. We've been close since we were kids. You can't hang with that person. You can't hang with that person. Lord, every time I hang with her, I end up getting in trouble. What's that, what is that saying to you? Come on now. Don't take, don't, don't take no scientists to know what's going on here. Let her go. Let He always taking advantage of me. What, what, what is that saying to you? Cut him off. But he cute, so somebody else cute him. <laughs> or you can find another cute person, if that's what you're you into. See, now y'all want to play with me. Because you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be amazed at why some folk put up with a whole lot of foolishness. Watch this. Ask your neighbor, why do you put up with a whole lot of foolishness? Woo, some of y'all ain't even looking at nobody because you, you don't want to hear it you don't want to talk about it but, but some of us put up with more foolishness than we ought to some of, some of us just don't have no problem putting up with foolishness but you have to grow up and get to the point to where you, you're going to stop dealing with the dumb stuff How come you ain't called me? Because I'm tired of dealing with your dumb stuff. It don't even sound like he preaching. He, he, look at Yeah, I'm preaching. I'm preaching. And I'm hitting the text hard. A foolish person speaks what? Foolish. And because Paul was talking to the church, you're going to have foolish folks in the I know pastor said God healed. But it just seemed like ain't nothing happening. You you around somebody foolish. See God do things in cycles. In times and so forth. You got to understand. Sometimes God may allow you to go through something. For weeks. For years before he manifests what He's going to do. But it's always purpose in it. But never get to talking foolish. When it comes to. The word of God. Can we go further? Jeremiah 4. Talking about foolish folks now. Lord have mercy. Jeremiah is right next to uh, Isaiah. Look at Jeremiah the fourth chapter. It might kind of sound like I'm fussing. You know, a shepherd have to have a little thing they call the rod. And staff. And sometimes have to use it to just tap a little bit. I'm just tapping. That's all I'm doing. Just tapping a little bit. Jeremiah 4, 22. Help me, help me with this. it. Read. For? Wait a minute. Who did he say? That is talking about the children of God. God's people. My people are foolish. They have not helped me. They are and have. They are wise to do, but to do good, they have. You can be a child of God, but enjoy doing wrong more so than good. Based upon this verse. You see it? Look look what uh, Jeremiah said on God's behalf. Call his folk silly. That when Solomon talked about silliness, it it was a reference primarily to women. Because most of the time, silliness is taking place, it's among the females. (laughs) Woo! And you see how females didn't say nothing? Most of my amens come from the females. But when when I said that, the females had a closed lip. Paul even talked about silly women that go from house to house. Woo! I said silly women that go from house to house. Doing what? Gossiping? Gossiping. These women, right in this section, they like. There's some women in this church that gossip. When it comes to the church uh, on a scale of one to 10, uh, women gossiping or being silly is a 10, men are about a 3. Now I get the women to respond. You see that? whole time I've been trying to get the women to respond, I have to pull out a scale before they just... Look at this verse again. I guess I don't have to check your pulse no more. I know you li- you're alive. Look look at this. For my people are foolish. They have not known me. Now now understand he's not talking about they don't have a have a relationship with him, but what he's saying is that He can actually speak certain things to the people of God and they will not carry those things out. Know that He's Jehovah. Know that He's God, but when He gives the people a word, they won't carry it out, won't allow it to become a part of their makeup, a part of their thinking, their words that these they have not known me I told them what to do but they wouldn't do it I told them who to stop dealing with but they wouldn't do it they have not known me they have not gotten on the same page with me Why wow, they're silly now I'm talking men and women but I'm still holding on to what I said is more silly women than men. And guess what? I got the microphone. <laughs> Look at this verse again, Jeremiah four and twenty-two. For my people are foolish; they have not known me. They are silly children and have no. They don't recognize the consequences. I'm telling them what to do in order for them to prosper. But they act as if they do not grasp what I'm giving them. Have no understanding. Ain't that amazing? And then he he goes on to say they are wise to do evil, but to do good they have. No knowledge. They've gotten to the point to where they would rather think wrong than right. Talk wrong than right. And you have folks like that. You can tell a man you need to just change. They ain't going to change. They'd they rather continue to do what they're doing. And when you get on a place like that, you're you in bad shape. When it gets to the point to where the word can be proclamated, but you never take it to heart and apply it to your life, you're in a terrible spot. You are in a bad place. But he's saying, they, they don't know me. They're silly. they rather do evil than good. And, you know, it wasn't talking about all of his children, but it was talking about enough of them for him to let us know that it was his children. Yeah? Let's go back to Ephesians 5 as I close it. Woo! Again, Paul told the church, be be not unwise. But this is what he wanted. But understand what the will of the Lord is. He wasn't just talking about the word. He he wanted them not only to know the word of what was written, but he wanted them to understand the seasons of God to understand what God was revealing to them at that particular time. He wanted them to understand the will of God. And see, when it comes to understanding the will of God, you got to have a certain mindset. If you don't have a certain mindset, you will fight the will of God. You hear me? I said, if you don't have a certain mindset, you will fight the will of God. Let me show you what Paul said in Romans, the 12th chapter. Go there with me. In reference to the mind and the will of God. Romans 12 and 2. Ready? Don't fake on me. I want you to see this. Romans 12 and 2. Be not conformed to this what? See, if you're conformed to the world, it says about you that, that you primarily think, talk, and act based upon what's happening in the world. Remember how I told you my choices were based upon what was popular, uh, what my friends were doing, who I was connected to, and so forth? If if you are a person that your thinking, talking, and acts are basically just like sinners, you are conformed to the world. You child of God, but you just choose to think, talk, and act like sinners. And, and in some folks, you would never know they Christian. Unless they told you. Because they're more worldly than God. And see, the Bible tells us that, that we have to make a distinction between holy and unholy. Between clean and unclean. Now, now back in the day, folks used to think, well, if, well, the difference between saved folk and unsaved folk is just the dress. That, that was the primary thing that folk would look at a, a, and say, she saved because she wearing such and such she ain't got on no makeup. But you, don't, but you may not have any Maybelline on, but still be something. I'm seeing folks that have no Maybelline on, but will still so it's it's deeper than that does a dress matter yeah because we don't want no brothers coming up in here with no dresses on and their wives pearls I said we don't want no brothers coming up in here with no dresses on and their wives pearls pearls around their neck. Now the men getting quiet. You you, you been thinking about that? Don't try it brother. This, is, this would be the wrong place to try that. This is not the place to try that. Look at somebody and say preach ain't smiling about that. See, you can't think like the world. Can't talk like the world. See, see when you talk doubt like your cousin talked doubt, that's saying that you are conformed to the world. Because what you say is based upon what's in your mind. What you do is based upon what's in your mind. Jesus said it another way. He said out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks the heart represents the mind. If I think it sooner or later I'm going to manifest it. Whether in word or deed I'm going to manifest it. But look as we take this further. Romans 12 and 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed or changed. That's what it means, be changed. How? By the renewing. Renew. Have, have your thoughts completely done over. Start changing your thoughts. Same way you you take that old chair out the den and put in a new chair. But look, you don't want to take that old chair out and you still got that old couch. Get that out too. Matter of fact, before you put the new couch and the new chair in there, get rid of that old carpet and get you some hardwood. I'm just saying. Be transformed by the? Of your what? Change your mind. Used to be a song, elevate your mind, let's go higher in the Lord. That's a good saying because your mind, your mind in order to be the mind of God, you have to take your mind to another level. You gotta you got go beyond thinking like your family thinks. Your coworkers think, your friends think. Your thinking needs to be in line with God's word, the written and the revealed. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then he tells the reason. Look at the reason. Here. Notice. Ready? That you may prove. Prove in the verse means to know. That you may prove or know, get this, what is that good. Good is beneficial. Acceptable. And perfect will of God. Say to your neighbor, if your mind is not in the right place, you're not going to know the will of God. God. And see, the worst place to be is out of the will of God. Second worst place to be is wondering if you're in the will of God. You don't need to be wondering. Just like if you're trying to to debate whether or not God wants you healed, You're wondering. You're you're in a a place of confusion. God can't heal you. He's Jehovah Raphael. You got to know he wants you healed. It ain't no debate about that. He wants you healed. I said there's no debate about that. He wants you healed. You trying to debate whether or not God wants you blessed? Yeah, he wants you blessed. That's what he said. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he has no sorrow. With it. That means he not only wants you blessed, he wants you happy. If he ain't going to add no sorrow, he wants you to be happy. Maybe God let me be depressed and, and all vexed and upset. No, 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 no. If God is allowing a trial to happen in your life, during the trial, God is expecting you to do your part. What do you mean? James 1 and 2 tells us to count it all joy. So even though you're going through trouble, God still wants you happy. But in that instance, you got to know the will of God tells you in the midst of a trial, you count it all joy. What does that mean, pastor? You talk talk optimistic even though you're going through it in your body. You still stay positive even though you done got a bad report. What do you call that? Count it all joy. But see, the only way you can do things like that, your mind got to be right. This reading. I'm telling you, you. You got to watch who you hang with. And you don't agree with everybody. You don't agree with folks. I don't care how many degrees they got behind or in front of their name or behind their name. You don't agree with folk that are out of the will of God. That includes your husband, your wife, your children, granny, who else. It does not matter. Even your preacher. I said even your preacher. Preacher Walker get to talking crazy. You don't agree with crazy crazy Walker if he get to talking crazy. But right now, I ain't talking crazy. I ain't talking crazy right now. Am I Bible? Yeah. That you may prove or know what the will of God is. See, I need to know I'm in the will of God. See, see just like go, I'm going through stuff right now, but I know I'm in the will of God. I'm not the only one. You're going through something right now, but you know you're in the will of God. But see, everybody's not in that place. I said everybody's not in that place. Paul wanted them to understand what the will of God was. Go back to Ephesians 5. I know. I do. This, this is a good word. This, this is what God gave me and this happened somebody. Who has it happened? By show sure of hands. Good. He said you need to understand what the will of God is. See, see when, when your understanding is where it needs to be. That means you can you can cause some things to be put together. You can make some things happen when your understanding is in place. You hear me? I need to show you one scripture. And then I'm done. Go with me to uh, Proverbs, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 24, we're going to look at verse 3. You got to know what the will of God is. It's just like, uh, you can be so in the will of God, everything, everything that can be going wrong can be taking place in your, in your life. And, and, and you can be like, I know I'm in the will of God. Yeah, I, it's chaos everywhere, but I know I'm in the will of God. God you can be on your last leg but on your last leg you know you in the will of God everything that can go wrong can be taking place but you know you're in the will of God hurt but you know you're in the will of God you got to be that strong when it comes to your mindset. Job's friend tried their best to, to tell him, you ain't in the will of God. Ain't no way all this can be happening. You, you, and you in the will of God. Ain't, ain't the way." Job like, I'm in the will of God. I know I'm in the will of God. That, that's when Job would say things in the midst of, of just going through. Do he slay me? Yet will I trust him. Why you going to trust? Because I know I'm in the will of God. And see, he had brilliant men, intelligent men. If, if you ever read the book of Job, look, look at how intelligent his friends were. They, they were intelligent not, not only when it came to theological things, the things about God, but they were intelligent when it came to things about life. And the way they broke stuff down to Job, uh, you, you could tell that, that they knew exactly what they were talking about. I mean, they went back, they gave him history, they gave him so many examples, but no matter what they said, Job just let them know I am in the will of God. I don't care what you're saying. I know what, what you're telling me is true, but that is not me because I'm in the will of God. Joe was like, I don't know why all God allowing all this stuff to happen, but I'm in the will of God. He said, Pastor, like, I've been trying to find such and such and I can't find it. Maybe I'm not the will. No, you, you're in the will of God. You, you got to know that you're in the will of God. Because sometimes God will not allow nothing to happen but bad to see how you're going to act. And you got to know even though nothing but bad is happening, you still in the will of God. You ain't never been there? Man, it, it was a point in my life, this is a God truth, that uh, they were trying to get me to work on Sunday. I said, I can't work on Sunday, I'm a preacher. And I said, and I said but, I, but I got to work because my salary from the church is $25 a week. And I'm married and got a little girl. I can't, I can't live on that. But I can't work on this Sunday. I can't do this. I said, I'm a preacher. That's my primary thing. I cannot do that. I went to places trying to get a job. Every place I went to, God shut the doors. And I knew it was God shutting the doors. I don't, I, to this day, I don't know why. God didn't work; didn't want me go into those particular places to work, but He did. He shut every single door that I went to. Are y'all listening to me? And I not, and I not only graduated and had at the uh, and had graduated cum laude. Y'all know what that means. Come on. Yes. Knew my field, knew it, and seen folk that were less qualified than me getting jobs, but I knew I was in the will of God. That's what well, God. If this door ain't open, that means you don't want me to go through this door. You just don't want me to go through it. Did I get frustrated? You better believe. It. I got frustrated. I got to think, well, man, maybe it's something I'm doing. Let me just check myself again. I, well, I'm doing this, that, and the other, so it can't be that. This just got God shut every door, every door, every door. Every door. And so I, I went from looking from joy. I said, "Well, I'm just going to start being a peddler. Whatever I can, whatever I can get to sell, I'm going to sell it until God tell me something else." And that's what I went to do. I'd leave church on Sunday, going, selling stuff, making money. Y'all remember preachers? Load up. Come out the soup. Get in my work clothes and leave the church. Go, get this, Go in the looker houses and, and so forth. Selling and preaching the gospel. Be at the looker house, they're getting drunk, and I'm sitting there selling the Bibles Why they drink. Yeah down, uh, went, went down in the neck of uh, Ella White's used to be old woods. Uncoincide. Constantly doing stuff. And people would look and say, why in the world is he doing all that? And he done went up there and got all that schooling and he ain't doing nothing. But see, God had shut this stuff completely out. And I just don't understand why, why you doing all this, Lord, why all these doors are shutting, and so forth and so on. And get this. God never told me why to this day. But when I look, I, Lord, you wanted folks to see me go through all that I went through. So they could just complete. So they could see how you took me from there. And you brought me up. You understand what I'm saying? But hold on. Are we clapping? I say, but more than that. You wanted me to understand that even when you're in the will of God. It does not mean you're not going to suffer. It does not mean you're not going to go through this, that, and the other. Because... Used to be back in the day, if people were suffering, folks would automatically label them as being out of the will of God. How many can remember that? But you can be going through things, but that still means that you're in the will of God. Then I got to looking, I, I said, good God, Daniel went through things. Jeremiah went through things. Paul went through things. Peter went through things. Even Jesus himself. Went through things while in the will of God. And I got completely off talking about this because I'm talking to somebody. Yes, I am. I'm talking to somebody right now. This part of the message is your rainbow. You going through some stuff. You don't understand why you're going through it. You are not out of the will of God. God is just allowing this to happen and it will become Clearer. And clearer to you. Why wow, it's taking place. Let's give God the praise. I, I know I'm talking. I got to know. I got to know. Who, who was I talking to? Put your hand up. Let me see you. Okay. That's good enough. That's good enough. Good. God from Zion. Y'all happy? Yeah. All right. Let me go on to Proverbs 24 and 3. I'm closing with this. Lord Jesus. I done went on that little history. Did some of y'all know that about me? Yeah, some of y'all knew it. Some of y'all didn't know it, did you? that I was a peddler. Oh, man, I had stuff laid out. I had my box of candy for the children. Had my Bibles for folk. And had a little bit of everything else just piled up in the car, selling it. And most of the folks who bought it was street folk. Street folk. It is did something. And folk be in the lookout, house, looker look house and sergeant. I go down there. And the reverend, come on and give us at least a five-minute sermon. You know what I did? I preached five minutes right there in the looker house. <laughs> but now this is the amazing thing. The, the man whose looker house it was, um, he got to go through something in his body. And they didn't know what he was going through. He went from doctor to doctor trying to figure out what was going on in this man's body. Long story short, they found out that he had a rare form of cancer. He he started going down in his body. Now, his wife was an alcoholic. But then when I, I, I kept going to his looker house and he going through all this. But while I'm going to his looker house, all of a sudden, because of what he was going through, he got more interested in this right here. He got more interested in the word of God. So I got to teaching and preaching. Sometimes when I go down there, I just talk to him and pray for him. God, God never gave him his healing on this side. I don't know why. Now you know if it, you know before you get to heaven because there's no sickness and so forth in what? Happened, according to the book of Revelation. So he got his healing but not on this side. But he did get saved. Amen. Ain't that wonderful? Holy oh, your clap for a minute. When he got saved, About three weeks after he got saved, guess what happened to the lookout? Shut it completely down. Y'all, now you can give God the praise for that. All right. Now, notice here in Proverbs 24 and 3, and consider Ephesians 5 and 17. God wanted the saints to understand what the will of God was. He said needed to understand, right? Not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. Now notice when you understand, when you have understanding, uh, Proverbs 24 and 3, through wisdom a house is what? Beal. And by understanding, it is what? Beal. Through wisdom a house is what? Beal. And by understanding, it is what? Beal. See, when you have understanding, all of a sudden, You're able, now house in the verse represents not just a family but it represents your life. This is personal. You can establish your life. See, even before you build a literal house you have to have a foundation. You have to have something that that, that that house can be established on. And see what he's saying, if you have understanding, you're going to be able, you're holding on, to establish how you should think, talk, and act. It, it, it's not going to be based upon what's popular, what your friends are doing, it's going to be strictly based upon the written and revealed word of God. Why? Because you got to understand. You, you have understanding that, that, that look, I, I can't hang with her even though me and her have been friends for years. I can't hang with her because she don't want to change. She's glad to be in the church, but she don't want to go no further than just being a member of the church. And I can't hang with her because I want more than just to be a member of the church. I I can't just keep doing what I'm doing because I want more than just doing what I'm doing. I want to know that I am fulfilling my purpose in life. But see, the only way that happens is when your understanding is where it needs to be. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember... Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundant.